Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagner. Hi. We are, thank you for coming tonight. We're really happy to be here with the Allison Margaret Quartet. Thank you.
show welcome back yeah thank you yeah because Allison was on it was a, it was a like few a months year ago. ago yeah you're actually yeah. it was yeah time flies like bang but now you have a new <laughs> album out yes we do I want to take a moment to introduce the full band actually um, this is Jeff Brady on vibes hi thanks John Christensen on string bass hello and Michael Brennis on trap set and I would be Alice and Margaret. <laughs> well, the, the new CD. Well, you were here when you were here last. You, your your uh, recording was Come Sunday. Yeah, that one was released in um, uh, late 2007. Okay. And the newest one, very new, hot off the press, Shades of Morning. Yep. Um, that was we did our CD release party at Restaurant Magnus, and that was on December 12th. So, just recently. Okay. And we'll talk a lot more about that too. But you can definitely go to AllisonMargaret.com. It's one L, Allison. <laughs> yep. AllisonMargaret.com, and, um, and actually, it's a new look, too, for the website. Yes, it's amazing, and it's all John's responsibility. <laughs> it's his responsibility for making it amazing. Yeah. And it does look great. It's got a great flow. Hey, what's the, the, the very interesting concept of this album, too, uh, the, the material that you chose, and the song that you just did is classic, timeless yeah. music. Um, I, I wanted to do something, well, it's classic, timeless music, yeah. But I wanted to do something different yeah. um, with classic, timeless music, which doesn't really necessarily make sense, but it's not in the jazz repertoire at all. And so that was, I wanted to take um, very old folk standards and set them in a completely different way than we've heard them before. Um, so the, another tune that we're gonna do tonight, a little later on, is Danny Boy. And that um, is from the late 1700s. The melody itself is actually, Eng or the yeah, the melody itself is actually an English tune called London Derriere, mm -hmm. and then the lyrics were, I believe, were written in like the late 1800s, and the lyrics were um, written by an Irishman. So that's why it's usually associated as an old Irish folk standard. Yeah, it was interesting. We we're talking before the before the show about working with certain companies that have to categorize your music. You know, it's an album, and it's like you have to pay royalties for things that you know, that you didn't write, et cetera, but then trying to convince them, it's like, no, it's public domain. This is, yeah. it's Danny Boy it's for crying out loud. It's the 1700s, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody owns the tune. Yeah, it's, it's been a little frustrating, but yeah, we'll get through it. I, this, this concept of this album, I, I've been reading this book uh, by Joachim Berendt, 
um, it's on the anthology, history of jazz. It's very, I, I, it's fascinating, I think. But um, the the first chapter is is great. They're talking about um, uh, uh, Louis Armstrong, and and kind of bringing up some interesting points that you know he he really he took he was like this early fusion player, right? Because I mean he was taking basically. Uh, uh, Blues and things that he that he had just heard and sure. and things that well jazz I guess really obviously didn't exist and wasn't called jazz at that point but um, he kind of Louisized them he Louisized <laughs> yeah. Them, yeah but but this is a pretty um, uh, um, I don't I, I, I'm a, I'm at a loss of words here I don't know it, it's 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 sort of revolutionary you think about uh, um, you know, how to, there are lots of ways that, that jazz ends up being what's the cutting edge of whatever new art, whatever, what's the new form of the art form, and, and kind of we've come back, we have so much history now, it's hard to escape all of these influences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I, I wanted to do, something that, you know, tunes that you wouldn't look at a jazz record and go, oh yeah, I've heard that one a million times yeah. in jazz, and you look at it and kind of go, what? She's doing Danny Boy, or The Water is Wide, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's and The Poor Way Strange Strange is another one, too, and you find these all over lesson books, and um, you know, like singer repertoire, of classical nature, and whatnot, but mm -hmm. not for usually, jazz. Yeah, they're usually in those books because they are public domain. Right, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the idea also of the classic melodies, it's like why, these are these tunes that melodies have stood the test of time, People keep singing them because they're because they're memorable. The Beatles, yeah. whatever, whoever you like. But that's how I kind of went about choosing which tunes I wanted to do. Is it was the melodies and and lyrics that struck me the most. Um, like this tune that we just did is my absolute like favorite to sing because the melody is so gorgeous, and it is. It stands the test of time, um, and even with making it a lot more in a modern harmony and jazz sound, um, it still to me was all about complementing the melody um, to the best that I could in the way that we do yeah. what we do in the quartet. So, yeah. And uh, did you write all the arrangements? Yes, except for a couple of them. We kind of, like Secret Love is another tune on their recording, and we pulled that from um, Ahmad Jamal, Poinciana, and then it's, uh, it's All Right With Me. We kind of, I don't know, just came up with it in rehearsal one time. <laughs> so yeah. it was fun. Yeah. You, you want to do a couple more? Sure. Um, we're going to do Poor Wayfaring Stranger. And I think we're going to follow that too with Danny Boy then.
Thank you. I should mention that I'm still getting over a cold. <laughs> I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Do you take anything for it? Hot water and lemon. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's really effective. Summer's gone and all the roses falling. It's you, it's you. Must go and I must buy. But come.
Thank you very much. I was watching everybody play, and we know all of you have been on the show before, not only with Allison, but in various configurations. Michael Brennan's back here on the drums. It's just beautiful, elegant brushwork. He just called you elegant. Thank you. <laughs> beautiful. Sometimes I feel elegant. <laughs> it's just like, I know I've heard of brushwork, it's like stirring stir a pot, right, or something like that. For sure, although I've never stirred a pot, so I can't really speak from experience. <laughs> Amen get, to that, brother. Yeah. I was going to say, get that man a cookbook. <laughs> no, no I, I use an iron skillet. Yeah. There you go. But Michael's in, in several different uh, units around town here. And uh, Jeff Brady is going to split from here to go up to uh, Gomeroki <laughs> up at uh, the high noon. It's just above us here at the Brink Lounge. It's but true, you can probably hear us through the um, ceiling when it gets started. Yeah, we, we always right? enjoy that around 10 o'clock. <laughs> <Not kidding. laughs> Thank you. But it's, it's un fairly unusual these days to see vibes still, I mean, right? You, know, you have to yeah. look pretty hard to find it's I a know. great sound. That's what makes us special. Yeah, there's like tons and tons it's of saxophone players and like, yeah. um, what, um, pianists? Yeah. Trumpet players, not a lot of vibes. Also, yeah. basses for some reason. There aren't a lot of bass players. <laughs> I definitely a lot of think, yeah. on a serious yeah. note, it is what sets us apart from a lot of the groups in Madison is that we have a vibraphone and not a guitar or a pianist that's doing our chordal instrument and whatnot. It's <laughs> such a. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, actually, there's a guitarist that is here in town that was trying to convince me that I should hire him instead. And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> He didn't, but, but Jeff brought the jelly donuts to the meeting, right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard anyway. Also bear paws and crullers. <laughs> Occasionally baklava. Oh. I, I see you forgot the elephant ears. All yeah. things that I cannot eat. Thanks. Well, I can't get the elephant ears in the car oh, with the vibes. that's true. They're quite large. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> hey, Jeff, are you, using the, um, uh, are you using the vibe feature? I mean, you are, right? The, uh, um, the actual... The motor that... Oh, the motor, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what makes the... That. Right. Yeah, but I mean, do you turn it on and off? Is it, there speeds to it, right? There are, but this is like a really old one, so you can't really change the speed without turning it off and then moving the little belt. Okay. <laughs> you risk serious injury doing that. This is pretty much always the same. Okay. It's, yeah, it's perfect for tuning. Do you have to change the water pump when you move the belt? <laughs> Uh, it's kerosene-powered, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's no smoking in Madison bars, but <laughs> nothing. Kerosene, you know. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. A... Allison, you've got another... <laughs> yeah, it's not new clean kerosene. It doesn't really make smokes. What in the... You've got another interesting project going on right now, too. Uh, Keith Jarrett. Yeah. Right? Is it... yep. Do you want uh, to talk about that? Sure. It's the Keith Jarrett Colin concert from 1975 um, that is his best... Um, selling piece, but it's also one of the, I think, the best um, solo jazz record um, as far as record sales and whatnot. It sold over uh, 3.5 million, and that was calculated back in like the early 90s or something, so I can't imagine what it's up to now. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful concert. It's purely, at the time, it was a completely spontaneous composition, which is what Keith Jarrett has really um, made a name for himself by just going and playing solo piano concerts that are completely improvised. Um, and so and this is just, I don't know, it's my absolute favorite one. And it's probably 
it's the most accessible one to any a wide range of um, music lovers. So there, a transcription was released of it in 1970, uh, 1991, um, and he had been begged for a really long time, like, release a transcription, and he kept saying no, because it was purely improvised. Oh, yeah, but there's a recording of it, so <laughs> I guess it's, it's a timeless thing now, because yeah, it, yeah. it was already, already commodified. But, um, and I didn't even know there was a transcription of it, and I found it about eight months ago, and about fell over with excitement. <laughs> so I've learned the whole thing and I've been playing it um, around in Madison and I performed piano. it and yep, yeah. purely, yep, all piano. And um, what started the whole thing was I was actually commissioned to play it in Syracuse, New York. So I did that in October and I'm looking for as many venues as I can possibly play it at because every time I come back to the music, I always see something new or experience something new with it. So it's really exciting. Well, that's a kind of interesting way to, to look at it too. I mean, we think of, uh, um, the you know the big composers Bach Beethoven etc you know and this this composed music, but and and that we see different things you know how how is it that musicians have played this year after year after concert after concert oh God don't they get tired of it so well it's it's timeless in that way too it's like the brilliant composition you see different things or hear different things in it all the time I suppose the same could be true you're saying yeah well uh, people have asked me if I'm tired of it yet because I've performed it. Um, well, I guess my fifth time is going to be this weekend. I'm doing it at a private house concert party. Um, and no, I, I probably I still listen to it all the time. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to branch out a little bit in my <laughs> listening because uh, I just became so obsessed with it that it's like I know the entire thing in my head. Um, and every time I hear it, I'm just I'm that much more attached to it. So it's yeah, I didn't, it's incredible. So and I do I experience something new about it or see a, a line that's kind of in between things where you hear notes that need to be brought out more because of the harmony and the interaction between the um, his rhythmic or melodic um, ideas. So yeah, so you're really doing your own very personal interpretation of his work. Yeah, it has turned into that. Um, Which I would think it would. Partly because he's Keith Jarrett and I'm Alice and Margaret, mm -hmm. and we're entirely two different bodies, so there's no way it's going to be exactly the same. And there are some things that I just can't physically do because his hands are much larger than mine. Um, so there's adaptations that I've made that are I've thought very, thur very thoroughly about to make sure that it's still true to the music itself and that I'm not altering it in a way that would be offensive. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. Now, isn't he known, Keith is known for his kind of guttural uh, sounds during the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, he makes a lot of funny noises. Do, do you throw that in? He's like, oh, and he sings along and he's... Are you doing that too? Oh, no, but it's really funny is because while I'm playing it, I hear them all in my head. <laughs> And it was just really hilarious. And I, there are some times where I, I want to, but it would be really embarrassing if I tried to recreate that part. There is specifically, he stomps a lot in his music for just, um, I don't know, it's like a percussion for him. And so it is actually written in in two places in the, in the score, um, stomp. <laughs> so I do do the stomping, but I don't make all the funny noises. <laughs> he didn't score the... Didn't, there's not a separate staff for the, yeah, for the vocalese? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make weird noise here. <laughs> That's what I would have to say. So, so piano, piano was, your, was, was piano your first instrument? Yeah, I started piano when I was five, and I guess, not to date myself, <laughs> I'm still really young. Um, I've been playing for like 26 years now. Okay. So. <laughs> That's a long time. It is a long time. Yes, it is. <laughs> Did you studied in Chicago? Also vocals, didn't vocals? Yeah, actually, well, Chicago was my, my undergrad was 
vocal, like jazz performance. Okay. But I studied, I always maintained my classical studies. Um, and I'm at the UW right now, finishing my master's, and it originally was collaborative piano, was what I had gone into, and it wasn't the direction I wanted to go in. And I was really annoyed having to sit in a practice room for like six hours a day, because <laughs> I'm a lot more social than that. So, <laughs> um, cool. And so I, I'm actually in the curriculum instruction program now, and my focus is on jazz and the aural traditions of learning jazz and yeah. improvisation and stuff, so. Cool. Very interesting. Um, well, thank you all for coming. I mean, I'm not saying goodbye. Yeah, okay, <laughs> we fine. Lot, we have lots of music left here. <laughs> Want to do another tune? Yeah. Um, this next tune we're going to do is Spring Will Rise Again. Um, this is an original that I wrote. Actually, it's cool that we just talked about Keith Jarrett because this was inspired by one very particular part um, of in the first movement, or he calls them part one, and then part 2A, 2B. didn't really title them. Um, and this is towards the end where he's doing like this sort of like waterfall sound, um, and it's a re repeating thing. Um, and so I kind of got the melody line, the beginning melody line from that. So. Oh uh -huh. 
was, it was, that was beautiful. It was, uh, it was very angular, <laughs> but, but still really beautiful yeah. and, you know, and, and unusual. Yeah, I'm, I write stuff that I'm going, wait, what did I just do? That I have to, I have to really <laughs> practice it myself because I, have, I really love um, harmony that doesn't necessarily make sense, but that sounds really good together. And so the melody kind of goes all over in like different key centers. And um, I remember having to really actually sit down and practice what I just wrote. <laughs> yeah. But then the lyrics are so visual and so um, it, sort of comforting in amidst the... Yeah. It's actually, it's a, I took it from a poem that I wrote, well, I don't know, probably back in like 2000, 2002. Um, and I molded it a little bit so it would fit the melody and stuff. I, there's this element of, I mean, I know through the different generations of jazz or whatever, you know, there's, sometimes there's the solo, and, and, but there's also this element with you guys of this sort of collective improv. I mean, Jeff's taking a vibe solo, but um, Michael and John are also feeding off of that. So it's not like they're just, it's not it's just, not just like background. Background, or, yeah. we're keeping the beat here. It's, you know... It's all incorporated. Yeah, well, and actually I was thinking about this that I should, just to give you guys some props. <laughs> um, but I mean, we've been together like almost three years now or so. I know, it seems crazy. And, and um, I just um, really feel like we've come into our own in individually within the group and like things that I've noticed about like we all love Jeff, but things that I've <laughs> things that I've noticed about like Michael um, is that your playing has gotten so much more sensitive and like really in the pocket with what's going on and um, almost sort of I don't, not in lyrical sort of. I mean, you're you're you really come into your own in the group. And same thing with John. Like your your um, your groove is like so much the, like more in the pocket than it ever has been. And um, that you're soloing too. Like something that I noticed on the recording of just how melodic um, the solo is. And, and I think that's really hard to get that melodic concept on, a, on upright bass. You don't hear that played out very well. Mm -hmm. So yep. so anyways, yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Cool. Michael and John. <laughs> yeah. Are we moving in together now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. Because you guys would probably be really messy and I'm a complete clean freak. <laughs> So, so yeah. So the new CD out, Shades of Morning, new website, yes. AllisonMargaret.com, A-L-I-S-O-N. Um, plans? What are the plans for the band? Upcoming big shows? Summer, um, well, actually, unbeknownst to them, um, I have put together. Um, I have spent a long, like a lot of time working on this. Um, like I have like 65 press kits that I'm mailing out, <laughs> like next week, um, and. Uh, so, or all over the country, actually, because you never know. Yeah. And some of them are jazz festivals. I'm sending out a press kit <laughs> to a big jazz festival in Hawaii. <laughs> so like I figured, you know, it's $5 of shipping. I might as well. What if they hire us? That'd be killer. <laughs> I love you, Allison. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so I'm sending out all these tons of press kits. Um, I've, fortunately for me and I think for us, I've been getting a lot of press in Madison in the recent months. Um, which is gonna do us really well. I, I've had a full page article in the Isthmus and um, I guess two weeks ago or last, a week and a half ago, I had a full page in the AV Club uh, from The Onion, which 
our age group reads way more than the isthmus, I think. And so I've, I've run into a tons of people that I barely even know that it's like, oh man, I read that article. So I think the more press I can put together and send out in these press kits, are gonna, it's going to be hopefully impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you're doing something really different. It's, it's fresh, and, and, uh, and we're glad you're here in Madison. And isn't it also a relief that the onion has a serious section? <laughs> I know, and I told people that, my, I told my brother that I, that I was going to be in the onion, and he was like, what? Is it going to be a joke? And I'm like, no, it's going to be serious. There's not going to be any weird punchlines or something. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Can't wait like, till it comes the out. The interview, and it's yeah. completely everything yeah. opposite of what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have one? Yep, we do. Um, this is a, an original tune that was actually on our first recording, um, or my first recording, I should say, that I did in Chicago. Um, it's called Come Sunday, which is, um, was based off of Duke Ellington's tune. Um, and this original we're doing is called Lonely Shadows. Logistics. All right. Strolling down memory lane, clouds crying with
Thank you so much for having the us. The Allison Margaret Quartet. Thank you, Chris and Mary. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, that was beautiful. The new CD, Shades of Morning, available at allisonmargaret.com. Right. Thank you all for coming to Mad Toast Live. We're here every Tuesday night at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue. And you can catch our podcasts anytime at madtoastlive.com and in the podcast directory of iTunes. And if you're here in Madison, you can listen to WRT 89.9 FM on Friday nights. From midnight to two. Yeah, stay up. Drink coffee. Special thanks to Mr. Andy LaValley, Bear Productions, being our podcast producer. Uh, special thanks to the Brink Lounge and also WRT 89.9 FM here in Madison. Thanks for coming. <laughs>